0: You You are are now now listening listening to to The Black Black Spark, Spark.
1: a podcast about actively balancing healthy relationships,
0: mindful parenting,
1: and mental and physical wellness in this this crazy world. world.
0: I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world, and that's our job, is to spark somebody else watching us
1: welcome to the black spark welcome
0: to the black spark i'm your host nia and
1: i'm your host adai and we
0: are super excited to have the wonderful joy chester with us please yeah, introduce yeah, yourself yeah, yeah, homie yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: hey thank you uh, uh
3: where do i start let's yeah. see so i am a very proud heterosexual woman that has taken a vanilla life and moved it into kink and dominatrix, okay. living the bbs and M in my private life but also exploring a lot more educationally because i got trained to be a dominatrix and just really liking how it's freeing and Mm. how I feel that it has made relationships for me stronger because I'm very big on boundaries Mm. and I'm big on communication Mm. and that's what is part of two reasons for divorce are lack of finances and lack of sexual compatibility Mm. and so um I get to talk about those i get to work it as a business and then at the same time i get to infuse some of my other background pieces too so maybe some of the other stuff will come up later
0: but that's why okay I first like of it. all i, like I didn't even know that there was a training course for becoming a dominatrix so i'm super excited about that you funny <laughs> <laughs> you funny well
3: okay so here's the thing so most people want to just duplicate a particular practice that they see that they like and so they will have someone that will mentor them to understand that i like to know more about the psychology behind it so i got to um see different things in amsterdam and when i was traveling you know go to some different places because i'm i'm just more curious than like you know i just i don't want to just do it i want to know ah what's behind You're it so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why yeah, i get a little more than an average person but it doesn't make me like i'm more
0: experienced nope not at all Nice. <laughs> that was an amazing introduction first of all okay <laughs> and tell us more about how you got into um how did you get from vanilla lifestyle into kink like what was your you know entryway in
3: Unfortunately, I don't have like a real story like you will hear some other people that like, oh, I got introduced to it by like some older person that was more mature. I was just curious. (laughs) I think personally, the shocker is a lot of the information is up here and I don't use it in my personal life. Mm -hmm. But what I do is the vanilla pieces that most people Do like if you use handcuffs, you're practicing restraints. Mm -hmm. The only difference is that's considered vanilla. That's that's the language we can talk about that, but that's Mm -hmm. considered vanilla versus being in kink or BDS and them because it's about love, it's about intimacy, it's about like depriving somebody, but not really. Thinking about the power, trust, control, authority, and that threshold that's in between, like, pain and pleasure and all of these other concepts that fall within being in that kink life. You don't have that in vanilla. Mm. So, just kind of having that smooth transition. And I can have a vanilla relationship, not for long, (laughs) but I can have a vanilla (laughs) relationship. And then... (laughs) Figure out whether or not we're sexually compatible to move more towards being either. So I'm considered a switcher, even though I'm trained as a dominatrix. So I can also be submissive as well, with the right person that you know I trust.
0: <laughs> she don't seem like she wanted to be the sense. submissive one. <laughs> she says she can. She says she can. She's switching.
3: She be
1: switching. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, so and, and a lot
3: of people are really in that role. If they're in a heterosexual relationship, a man can also be submissive. And it's not a bad thing for a female to be dominant. So there's a lot of... Things with trust, taboo things, baggage that have come from so many different sources that program us to think that we are supposed to be a particular type, but we have like this underlying desire mm-hmm. to be, you know, just a little different. But we're afraid to talk about it, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. this gives that opportunity to explore that way and to enhance their their relationship, but beyond it being again about intimacy.
1: Mm-hmm. Got
3: it,
0: got mm-hmm. it. Okay, so go ahead.
1: If it's not about intimacy, because I heard you say beyond it being about intimacy, and that that ending just caught me off guard, so would you say that the kink life is about intimacy, or is it about power, control, and authority? <laughs> okay. Kink life is okay. about
3: power, trust, control, and authority. Thank you. I can give that up to a stranger. I can go to a dungeon and... And I can watch someone and see how they dominate someone else, desire that, and understand as long as I give my boundaries, I can give up, trust that person. And I know when I say my safe word, it's done. Mm. Not about intimacy. It's about that person taking that to another level. And I am aroused, excited about being pushed to that other level.
1: It's a vacation. (laughs) it's a vacation from the
2: responsibility
1: you know what's funny for
3: some people it is a vacation because they don't feel comfortable in an intimate environment having that other partner see them and transferring that control or being in control so that's why they will go to a dungeon at 5 o'clock when their partner thinks they're at happy hour Mm -hmm. to be in A scene, Mm. which is what it's called, Mm. when you are participating or you're playing the one of those one of those situations. Even when we talk about like on the pain side with sadism, masochism, like there are some people that that is their high Mm -hmm. to participate in something like that, but they can't go home and do it. Mm. But they truly love their partner.
1: Yeah, but they're not gonna get it. Yeah, Yeah. you're not get that. That makes
2: sense.
3: So, it's is not the setup that some people have for communication
2: yeah. and to communicate
3: about. And that's the piece for me. I'm like, uh uh-huh. like, We got to talk about everything. I need to know everything. <laughs> so, like, for me, I have a whole chart. It's about mm, 30 pages what? of what you will do, what you won't do, and what you want to do. And it's so many different categories, different areas, things that like people don't think of. Or sometimes it's something that someone thought of, but because no one gave them permission to say that it's something that they want to do, mm-hmm. they won't do, or they will do, mm-hmm. they haven't expressed it. Mm-hmm. So I take all of the um, judgment out of it with a document. I love that.
1: Yeah, it makes mm-hmm. sense too because some people, I mean, even you might want to do it in your intimate space, but that person who you're with may not want it. And so uh, maybe on the cover, but often, I mean, I'm assuming also under, hey, you got permission. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for you, but I, wa- I don't want it for me and you, but I want it for you. So mm-hmm. go ahead and do it mm-hmm. and come back and then do this thing over
0: here. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. So, yeah. how do you introduce this into your intimate relationships? So, oh, I think people assume a lot about
3: sexuality that I don't go in and assume anything. And then for me, sometimes it becomes a little intimidating because it's like, oh, wait, you do this for a living? Like, you talk about sex all the time? You have parties about sexual topics and you can sit in Waffle House and just say the word vagina and penis and you don't feel any type of way because you just said honey and eggs? (laughs) No, like... This is, like, my comfort level. And if someone is uncomfortable, we're not compatible. That's just it.
1: That makes sense. So I
3: definitely, um, just that transparency. One of the things that I would like to do is let people know it's not who you think. It's not what you see. It's not, like, this old um, perspective that all... Uh, people that are in kink life are wearing black all the time. Mm-hmm. Or they're all like, you know, um, wearing latex all the time. Like, you know, it's just all of these different myths that people have. And it's like, no, uh-uh. It's no co-worker that just decided to take the detour and, you know, go to a dungeon. And when they got there, they had, you know, something all underneath that <laughs> stupid And if you see them there... They might have a mask on, they may not, but it's like you don't need to be embarrassed about seeing somebody because if they see you, you saw
0: them. That just means both of y'all was there. Mm-hmm. But
3: y'all grown.
1: But you grown. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So tell us more about these dungeon parties. How? What? What's the scene? What's it, You know, you walk in, and you know what? Shit. Tell, me, tell me all about Set the scene. It. <laughs> you funny. So, all dungeons
3: look different Like right? someone can create their own dungeon in their home a lot of people equated 50 shades of gray and the dungeon that was in that movie with how like a personal dungeon will look that's on the extreme like you can even have just a small section of like a closet that just has different devices because that's all a dungeon is. It's just a place where there are devices there. Mm. The experience is where you have the communication, you have the consent, and you have the safe word. CCS is what it's called. And having that is something that you can have anywhere. You actually have people that are in committed relationships that are not in the same. Their life is there's a dominant person and a submissive person. Mm. That's their life. Mm -hmm. Ask permission to do any, everything, and I'm always about pleasing you. So when you think about, like, dungeons, you have some places that are hotel rooms that people have randomly turned into places that have devices, uh, studio apartments, Mm -hmm. um, people's basements. Um, But then there are some really safe places that are well-known, they have dungeon monitors there, so when you walk in, it's uh, very kind of like hotel-ish where you're checking in, and then you kind of like go behind or open up one of the doors, and then you just see different devices, maybe different rooms that you can go into where people are playing. Um, I know one in particular is actually a hotel setup. So, like, you can, I know there are a lot of travelers, uh, business professionals, Mm -hmm, so they mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. are able to, you know, write this off as their hotel that they're staying in for work (laughs) when they go to, yeah, when they go to particular locations, and part of what they want may be their slave in a cage that's underneath the bed, and Mm -hmm. that's part of their 24 hours that they're able to play in that room
0: hmm so tell us what some good safe words we heard pineapples
3: <laughs> not a good safe word, not a tell, good us safe word. tell us
0: why she said not a good safe word yeah
3: good for comedy but you know it, there are a lot of things um with it not being one syllable let's start here
2: mm-hmm.
3: so you want something that's simple you want something that is um going to trigger that you and your whoever you're you're with is going to um, agree that you're going to be able to use that word and it's not something like stop it's not something like fire it's not something like a door because those things don't trigger it's time to stop this. Because there may actually be a fire. Mm. So, you know, somebody may actually be like coming through the door. And the other thing is the person may be bad. Mm-hmm. So, you may need a non verbal safe word. So, there's so many different things when you say like a good one. The simple one is the stoplight system green, you can keep going. Yellow, is like I'm getting a little uncomfortable. Red, stop. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Some
3: people are also, that, that I've worked with, are also more comfortable with just using numbers. One, two,
0: three. This kind of depends.
1: That's much more simple than I that thought makes it would be. you can't be like, horrible, horrible. <laughs> That's not going to work. What you said? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, that doesn't work. And so that's why I say like,
1: pineapples, too many syllables. Yeah, I never thought of that.
0: Uh, not it was never. good for
1: comedy, like you yeah. said. Good for comedy, but it don't work in the oh real world. Oh, my goodness. I like it.
0: So how do you how have your partners reacted to um, finding out that you're a trained dominatrix? I
3: haven't had anyone ever uh, turn off from it (laughs) there is some being intrigued Mm -hmm. and in the beginning it can be intimidating Mm -hmm. but I think that the other thing and I don't tell my personal thing I always kind of speak generally but sometimes it is my personal story Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) so
3: um, I think the the other thing though is For most people, they don't always stay in kink life when it's in a relationship. Mm. Because when you're in a scene, ultimately, it can be exhausting. Mm. It's not the same thing as having multiple orgasms and vanilla sex. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing as just you know having intercourse and having a quickie or something there's preparation that goes mm. with this and it's not just physical preparation it's mental preparation as well and because the whole act becomes mentally exhausting mm-hmm. the aftercare piece is also more important than the actual playing that's mm-hmm. going on so being able to bring somebody to who they are like all of that is exhausting Mm. being able to participate in something like that Mm -hmm. they get to understand that it is um it's interesting when they do participate but it's not something where they like, oh, when are we going to do this again? Because there's a lot of thought even afterwards of, wait, what just happened and how did that happen? And all of that processing, though, is that adrenaline mm. that you hold on to where you don't have to have it and do it that way
0: every day. So it's mm-hmm. like running a marathon. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like a lot of preparation, a Mm -hmm. lot of getting yourself together. It's a mental game going into it. And it's not something you want every day. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Now, you may want it different ways every day because Mm -hmm. some people might end up with someone that has a fetish. Mm-hmm. And so they're able to participate in different ways with that. So I'll give you an example. In vanilla life, if somebody has a fel- fetish, then you can use that as like a way to play entice. And, you know, if it's a foot fetish, you know, I put my feet on of you. You rub my feet. You get turned on by rub my feet. Maybe you suck the toe or something like that. Where in kink life, I can use that to punish you. So now it becomes Mm -hmm. something where I'm in control and I might tell you, look at my feet, but you can't touch them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I might do something where like I'm rubbing my feet. I might be putting on your favorite shoes and just tell you sit there and look at them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That type of torture, though... It's something that, you know, it it builds up and it's like, okay, no, you're going to act normal Mm -hmm. and you're going to look at my feet but you're not going to be able to touch
1: them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got it.
3: And when you're in that role, you actually don't use all of those words. You actually talk in very short commands. Mm -hmm. Look, don't touch. You can put your feet like on them but they can't touch you.
1: Mm -hmm, mm
3: -hmm. All of those things Mm -hmm. are things for the build up and then afterwards it's like you know this this was about you being able to follow directions you made me happy when you didn't do this you make so all of those different things are um, are i think different ways that you can take just a general thing mm-hmm. and then use it different times where it doesn't have to be something that is a long drawn out thing Mm
1: -hmm. that you might build up to every other week or something it's more of the yeah so i'm thinking about what i'm interested in and listening to you talk about authority control and power is a different it's a whole different thing so it may not even be it may not even be tied to sex like that's why I said it's a vacation because some people live such high strong lives and some people have so much power and decision making every day they literally just want to break
2: Mm-hmm. They're like,
1: I don't want, I don't want, I'm sick of this. Mm-hmm. I, I got a twenty billion dollar company. Just abuse me.
0: <laughs> I just
3: don't want to happen. It but it it's not abuse. Don't call it that.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
3: Because there, there's a big separation, mm. and you know, abuse and you know mm-hmm. what, uh, what is done. But, um, yeah, but yeah, so ab- absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I was going to say, tell us a little bit about um, how consent plays into this, when you have that conversation, how you have that conversation. I'm sure that's, you know, early on in the situation. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
3: So, so, are you talking in a relationship? or Are you talking about with a stranger? Or are you talking about...
0: Hmm. Let's talk both, but let's do uh, with in a relationship first. Okay.
3: So it can be multiple ways, because you can have someone sign an NDA, non-disclosure agreement. Jesus act account.
0: like you a celebrity. Okay. It's <laughs> true. It's, it's true, yeah.
3: Honestly, especially um, with people with a professional career, something like this could end up social media,
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And and if it is not understood who's yeah. on the other side of that camera, yeah. then mm-hmm. it could be one-sided for the damage. Yes. Yep. hmm mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I'm like, if, if you will talk about having prenuptials and all of that, then you might as well talk about an NDA. That's yeah.
1: right. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: The, um, the other way when it comes to consent is also setting up again, like what are the conditions that you will do this and the conditions Mm -hmm. that you should never have where you're playing in the scene is you should never be inebriated Mm
2: -hmm.
3: alcohol, drugs. So when we talk about consent, being conscious, Mm -hmm. being aware, Mm -hmm and and even for someone that may be emotionally Mm -hmm. unstable for different things for the other person to be like okay yeah no it's not gonna work i'm not although you're asking for this i know that you're not in the right headspace for this because if you don't use the safe word this can be deadly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that if you're using restraints if you're using, you know, just all types of things. Even if you're like playing with different devices, somebody's upside down, the head, blood is rushing to their head, they can't feel their toes, and they don't because emotionally they yes. doing, you know, all of this other stuff. Like people will cry, mm-hmm. people will laugh, like all different types of emotions and things will come out, and that person with they're not aware of mm-hmm. where they are. That's the reason why when you go to certain dungeons, they're dungeon monitors. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes mm-hmm. sense.
3: So like, I've had people like approach me, couples approach me, and I'm like, yeah, what you're saying isn't really matching your behaviors, your non-verbals. So yeah, no,
0: mm-hmm. not with it. So you've been you've been approached to be a unicorn. Is that what they call them, a unicorn? So they're they're different things. Um, he's, he's like he's like, what's a unicorn? You never heard of a unicorn?
1: <laughs> I've heard you mention it in the last few weeks, but I don't I don't know what it is. I'm like, she said it. What's the answer?
0: <laughs> okay, okay, wait. You tell me what you how you define unicorn. I, I've earth. seen it like in some of those like you know. You know, the, the the ads, the dating ads or whatever. Or mm. in some of, I, Why are you looking at dating ads? Well, I have a friend. She got a friend. <laughs> she asking for a friend. a friend. I have a friend. And I was looking through their profile and swiping people. And I saw, you know, we're a couple looking for a unicorn or that kind of thing. So, like, someone who is willing to be the third in their relationship, either as part of a relationship or maybe just for sexual purposes that's what i got from it i just thought
1: it was a third we got so, a girlfriend we got away from good yeah
3: so so no you're right but it can also go a little deeper than that as well and that's what she and said it, and, it really, <laughs> and it really um has such a uh, broad definition that it's really important for you to understand what that person, um, you know, is, is meaning by it. Because you've polyamorous relationships, mm-hmm. you've got people that just want a third party to be involved, but, for example, they're involved, but you do not exchange bodily fluids. Mm. So there are different, like, ways... Of looking, why y'all looking like? like how,
1: how does that? So they just emotionally involved.
3: No. So you can, for oh, example, yeah. be an extra set of hands. You can lick on them, but not their mouth, not any place where fluids are going to be exchanged. So there's still a, um, in a physical involvement, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not participating in intercourse. It's not and, and for some people it's again just watching. And so yeah, there's yeah. there are different <sighs> definitions of that third person being involved.
1: I'm sorry, I'm like, this is great. And I'm also like, when would I need an extra pair of hands? <laughs> what are
3: we doing?
2: <laughs>
1: hmm, that'd be interesting. And so now I'm like, how do we do this? <laughs>
3: Yeah, there's um, yeah, there there are lots of ways that an extra set of hands, an extra set of feet, an extra body parts.
1: Because it's nice to get that that sensory, like you're going through your experience, but it's like being touched, Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's just it is just adds to the experience. Mm -hmm. No, I like
3: it. You could even think about that same thing though for someone that likes different smells. So now you got an extra person that you have a different smell. From, mm-hmm. so all of your senses: looking at an extra person, smelling an extra person, having an extra person touch you, hearing mm-hmm. an extra person. Mm-hmm.
0: This is this yeah. is better
1: than I thought it was. We can get. I'm talking about. we can get Strawberry Shortcake to join us.
0: Who's Strawberry Shortcake?
1: The cartoon. Oh, I like strawberries.
0: He's so foolish. <laughs> you smell good, girl. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going. How do, like during a dungeon party and, you know, things like that, how do people um, handle things like STDs and testing? How do we keep it safe? Mm.
3: So with a dungeon environment, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's not really considered a party. So with a dungeon environment, STDs are only concerning when there is an exchange of body fluids.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. So, if you are doing, let's say, needle play, you're not allowed to share needles. If you are having intercourse, you have given the risk and you have signed that waiver, Mm -hmm. which is different than like a swingers club. Because people go to swingers club for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People go to dungeons for playing with devices if they end up having intercourse same thing both of them you know you're you're signing the waiver and mm-hmm. that's the risk but most dungeons don't allow any type of rape play
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: that's something that has to be like in a private and you set that up mm-hmm. like the waivers are, are totally different mm-hmm. for that so you usually don't see intercourse occurring at dungeons you see plague the genitals Mm -hmm. or you may see someone that's masturbating because they're turned on but you don't normally see an exchange of fluids
0: i think (laughs) i want to play i want to play a game okay so the game is called make it kink Okay, (laughs) okay. because i only know the vanilla side (laughs) Right. This is fun. Okay, I <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: like this. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's my saying? You know? Okay. Sure. Okay. Add this and then do that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, make
0: a kink. <laughs> Let's start off
1: simple with cuffs.
0: Okay, cuffs. Simple. Simple.
1: simple. Start off simple with handcuffs.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So handcuffs can be made kink by not only just having the safe word, of course, for all of these things. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I want you to cut that piece out of anything like everything, we always be a safe word. Got it. Mm-hmm. we always making sure communication is there, always making sure consent is there. So handcuffs can easily become kinky by making sure that the person is handcuffed in an uncomfortable position. Oh. So instead of the handcuffs being, let's say, at the the waist or, you know, behind, let's put those handcuffs up while you're standing up.
2: Hmm.
1: Wow. If, nice if, if it's up, then it's
0: up. <laughs> He's so <funny. laughs> Okay,
1: so okay. Man, we got that. So it has to be up. Unc- All right, make a kink. The, yeah, okay. Uh, the swing. The swing.
0: So
3: the swing <laughs> can also be kinky with having not just the normal position where you might want intercourse because let's say the female is sitting there. Or let's say you're doing doggy style where the swing is underneath Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. waist. You're like pushing Mm -hmm. back and forth off the door. Well, you can make it kinky by not having any type of intercourse with it. So you're literally just teasing your partner, touching them. Maybe you're also using your nails Mm -hmm. to go up and down. And then you get on the swing. You play around, but there's no touching. There's no like you can tell them you cannot get aroused by this. You will mm. not like you can say <laughs> those type of things and then have some type of consequence if they do. Mm. I'm going to stop doing this if you do And Then you start jiggling you <laughs> like you know just start doing stuff. Like, <laughs> so there's so many different ways. The main thing for that type of activity is you're depriving them and you're Uh telling them that they cannot do something that you're also enticing them to do which is be aroused hmm go ahead
1: All right. I don't know how this is going to work if it can be made kink
0: Mm -hmm. I think she can do it I think she can make a kink
1: (laughs) can you make kissing kink
0: yes
3: because when someone is kissing you also have teeth so when we talk about pain pleasure when we talk about <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a simple one. That was easy. <laughs> so you can turn biting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and include that with kissing. You can hold somebody's tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different ways you can also put a timer Kissing and say you can't stop until this timer goes out, where you can't stop uh, until I say you're gonna stop kissing. Hmm.
1: <laughs> <What did> you... <laughs> yeah, that's messed up, but I get it. I like it. I, I like man. it. And that, and that, Be- that,
3: because ultimately it is the person that then has to use their brain of how do I keep this going? How do I please my. That same, I can't stop kissing until they want so if I'm getting bored with this then I gotta find another way to yeah. keep doing this
1: yeah yeah no I get that and that's the whole control thing and that it brings something more out of you than you thought you had and I see why human beings would want to do that because you grow you grow yes. in that way
0: yes
3: yeah. okay it's powerful
0: yeah make a kink candles
3: so candle wax, you, we have something that's called temperature play, which is normal where you take hot and cold, you confuse the body. So candle wax can do that. Now, if you put a candle wax on a particular body part, and you can start drawing designs, so you can do something real slow with it. Mm-hmm. You can also just throw it on them where it's like a shot, and especially if they were blindfolded and didn't know that it was coming then to come back and to do something else like and put some ice on top of it or mm-hmm. an ice pack or like there's so many different things when it comes to temperature play that you can do that like with something like candle wax it can get messy mm-hmm. but it, it can be you know it can be fun with even peeling it off of some body parts and if there's you know some some um some hair involved mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. then you know now now you got a little pain mm-hmm. that can be in that as well
1: yes you clearly have been trained <laughs> she's like i need you to understand this
3: this
0: is a
1: whole nother as a way of thinking thank you very much
0: yes Thank you very much. up It might get my creativity going. <laughs> like, okay,
3: yeah, but that's so. I started a company called Everything's Sexy. Mm-hmm. Everything can be turned sexy, and that's sexy in a vanilla way, sexy in a kink way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I everything from the the traditional eating a banana, licking ice cream. How you even? form your mouth to say certain words mm-hmm. how you emphasize certain things mm-hmm. how you hold on to your s's <laughs> like all those just general things how you look at somebody when i used to i like have different seminars and things i talk about wherever your hand goes is where people's eyes will go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so all of those things as far as being sexy you can take it to another level mm-hmm. if you want to try to tease someone but then on the bds and M side you want to dominate you can be dominating and sexy at the same time mm-hmm. you don't have to be mean you don't have to use humiliation because oftentimes they may not even work with your sub anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the sub is actually the one that
0: has to control
1: mm-hmm. right uh, yeah, Pe- yeah because people don't understand it
0: tell, they're telling you what they will allow to happen yep. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why it's work. That's why the dominatrix has to actually be working. Like, it's not easy to think about. To Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They call the dominatrix, but they're not the one really in control.
2: Oh, yes.
3: My goodness. Yeah. They're just the ones that have been given the authority.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's the piece, though, that is that power exchange mm-hmm. that is enticing and, um, for, for people in kink like that is that threshold that they're always trying to get. Either I want the power or I want to give the power away. Mm-hmm. I want the authority or I want to give it away. I want to be the one that's trusted or I want somebody to trust me. Mm-hmm. So all of those things are like the the variances of why you are in different roles.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so like... Hit us with, like, three different titles of some of the workshops you've done or some of, like, the the sessions you've done.
3: So I have, let me think, because I have workshops that I do on a regular basis that are really more about, like, communicating desires Mm -hmm. that really starts off, though, always, I say PG, with love languages. Mm -hmm. But then it goes all the way to talking about fetishes and fantasies and how those are healthy but how you can move to addictions and how like a lot of those, like that threshold there is something that's totally different that people don't really know and, and they uh, may assume that like, oh, he had a porn addiction. Not if he's functioning.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so, you know, if, if he going to work, it's not an addiction. If mm. he's not missing deals, It's not an addiction. If he can, you know, hold social communication, engagement or whatever, it's not an addiction. It's when it impacts you to the point where you're not able to hold down a job. You're not able to have social interactions. You're not able to function in the realms of normal that something is defined as an addiction where you need an intervention. You need therapy. You need help.
0: Wow. Wow. That lets a lot I, of dudes off the hook. I was about to say, you want
1: to dial that back and don't tell nobody about that. Don't tell nobody about that. It's like, hey, but you're addicted. You need to stop.
3: Well, technically, yeah, like I've been I to work this one week. one person um, that recently revealed to me that um, they were actually going to group therapy because they were no longer able to be aroused with someone of the opposite mm. sex, they had to have pornography in order to orgasm. That's when, again, it impacts your life mm-hmm. where you're relying upon it. And that's beyond now the threshold of normal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So mm-hmm. that's one. So communicating desires. Um, Another one is stimulating your sex sense. And so, that's where I talk about you've got your five senses, but your sex senses, where you take those five senses and you enhance them. Uh-huh. So, you learn about, you know, what your partner is interested in, you learn about what you are interested in, and then you enhance that, though, where you can enhance it again vanilla, or you can enhance it where it's in that sensory deprivation that we talked about for kink life.
2: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm.
3: then anatomy exploration is also where on the vanilla side, starting off, just really understanding, like, basic body parts. Mm-hmm. But then getting more in a deeper side of it, when you talk about kink, you understand how these body parts work. That's the reason why you do the things you do. Mm-hmm. So you can put a clasp on nipples and then tighten them because you understand <laughs> where those nerves are going throughout the body. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where those
3: <laughs> nerves are going throughout the body, mm-hmm. and so then you start learning how to do some kind of countering with that, and, mm, and yeah. it helps then with in, increasing the level of intensity. Whoa. for uh in kink life?
1: Yeah, that makes sense because if you, if you, I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm thinking about meditation. I'm thinking about those and those um, altered states. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I hadn't, I hadn't, I thought about it years ago, but the balance between pain and pleasure and, like, you can go to the next level if you, if you satiate this little bit of pain, Mm -hmm. then I can bring you to the next. And Mm -hmm. you, like, you're you're literally stretching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense to me that it is work. Because, like you said before, like once you're done with that experience, you got to bring this person back to who they were. <laughs>
2: Aftercare, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Aftercare is essential because this person gave you all their trust, they gave you all their power, and they went into being someone who they wanted to be, mm-hmm. and then they got to come back mm-hmm. to this world in who they feel they have to be. So how do Absolutely, you build them and it's back
3: exhausting up? for both individuals as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's, but it's a good stuff. exhaustion, similar to what you just said, as far as like you know, running a marathon. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that you can do every day,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But you do start desiring your next marathon.
0: <laughs> and then, how do you suggest couples introduce kink into their relationship?
3: So you got to start out with the communication piece. Hmm. And I go back to um, sometimes talking about the vanilla stuff and asking, what if we did a little more of this? Hmm. And what is your level of pleasure when it is, let's say something like doggy style and we're using the swing? Mm-hmm. But what if I tried this? How would you feel about that? Mm-hmm. So you give these mm-hmm. type of, you know, what ifs, but it's not during the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, It yeah. is
3: at Starbucks, you know, it is over coffee, away, and it, and it mm. is an intellectual conversation. Okay. Um, there are also some books, some movies. That can also help to spark the conversation. But here's what I say. If you have to overthink how to communicate with your partner, mm-hmm. this ain't what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Because your communication has to be what the person can trust, whether it's verbal, nonverbal, mm-hmm. when you get to the point of playing in a scene. Mm-hmm. If there's any type of, I don't think that I should say this. Mm-hmm. That you may be thinking in a preliminary conversation, you're not ready to go in the scene because then what happens if you don't think that you should use your safe word when you should? Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because you're not really ready for being in. And well, you don't not, feel you're like not, you're in control,
0: but you're not comfortable c- communicating. Yeah, like, you're worrying about what they'll think or what they won't think. And, and th- it yeah. makes
1: sense why it wouldn't be in an intimate space because, yeah. in an intimate space, you have something there's something else going on there.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but if you know how to brain switch, mm-hmm, yeah, then you can still have kink life with someone that you're intimate with. Mm-hmm. For some people, the brain switch also has to be something that they're able to visi- visibly do or someone else can see. Some people though it's as simple like I know people that write out the entire script like a play. Mm. It's delivered like 3 days before they are actually going to do it and then they will go to a hotel or they will go to a different space where then it's not going on in the same place where they're having an intimate connection. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you're role-playing. You're someone totally different.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. You can have a code word. You can have a time limit. And that code word can make that person have to switch into that role. But because they know that there's a time limit there, the boundaries are set there, and it's it's an even keel mm-hmm. because afterwards that person is free to come back and say you know you caught me off guard I <laughs> didn't really want to do it but I know it made you happy I, and that again is that piece of communication where if you don't have that on the front end mm-hmm. to get into this this ain't what you want to get into yeah mm-hmm. work on that communication first yeah mm-hmm.
1: and that's where that trust comes in it's like I trust you to not put me in that position. I trust you to do it when it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. And we could both enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, so people need like a preliminary communication course before even going into it. Like mm-hmm. you gotta get that right. That's why it's just yeah, oh wow. Yeah, I'm learning. I feel like I'm in class. I love it. <laughs> I love it.
3: I do get some people that will ask, like, you know, well, what types of things would be a good like starter kit.
2: hmm
3: And and when it comes to being able to get like starter kits. Bedroom candy has that because it allows you to use both sides. Um, The first thing in the kit is to um, have, or again, some way to deprive a sense. So, whether that's a restraint, whether that's an eye mask, whether that is a gag. So, Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, (laughs) does something. And I will also say, have one vibrating device. Mm Hmm. Because that gives a different type of sensation and then one sucking type of device.
2: Because
3: hmm. that also gives a different sensation. So for the male, it could be a masturbation sleeve. For hmm. a female, it can be anything that vibrates. And it doesn't have to be something that is insertable. So it doesn't have to be a spot de- stimulator or it doesn't have to be... a a dual stimulator or a triple stimulator or a dildo it can even just be uh for external external, it can be a bullet so those are like some of the kind of basics Mm -hmm. and then if you're into like you know the temperature plate then having a candle if you're into um having different things that you can taste and you can have something that is flavored Mm -hmm. um with a toy, you always need a lubricant and a cleaner. Mm. So you can always, you know, have that in your uh your toy box as well. But those are like some of the basics that can be used. Like a lot of people think, well, why would I have a dildo if I'm with somebody? Because they're using it on you and you can't tell them how they can mm. use it. Oh, even in vanilla life, like you use a dildo to teach somebody what
2: they should be doing yeah. to you because you ain't
0: come with a manual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And so, would you recommend, or what would you recommend for couples who may be starting to get bored with their regular, regular scheduled sex? I hope you asking
1: for a friend. No, I'm joking. I'm teasing. It's okay. I don't mind. Come on. Come on with it. Who may be setting to give? No, when we were talking about the,
0: you know, the causes of divorce, right? Oh, uh it's money. She she ain't the finance person. We interview her a couple weeks from now. She's a sex person. So we talk about this. But let
2: me also
3: tell you now this is a business. (laughs) I. I can talk to you about finance. This is a business. <laughs> Come on, there. Come it's on. Finances now. on a different way, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but I have fun and make money mm-hmm. in this business. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And the couples, mm-hmm. their books that are able to give like different ways. You know, even if it's they're getting bored because of position, mm-hmm. or maybe it's bored because of location, mm-hmm. or maybe it's bored because of there's um, it's always at the same like at night instead of in the morning or instead of you know mm-hmm. like there's cut on so the lights, many yo. different <laughs> ways. Well, I missed it. as like, a cut
1: on the lights, yo. <laughs>
3: exactly. Come on, on the lights. <laughs> there's so many different ways, and it, it could also be um, closed no clothes
2: mm. You know,
3: it's, it's just it, it's amazing mm. to me how people get stuck in a rut Mm -hmm. and they are not open to trying different things Mm -hmm. and the thing is you don't know if you will like something different until you try it. Mm -hmm. it. And if you try it and you don't like it you can go back Mm -hmm. to what you know works but don't just stay in what works Mm -hmm. because as the brain starts thinking about other things if you don't think that you can do it with the person that you mm-hmm. love that you're supposed to be doing it with
0: you will venture off at happy hour <laughs> and the okay listen listen she,
1: you know there's stories behind the happy that, you know hour got...
0: is cancelled okay oh stop
1: <laughs> oh you mean cause of COVID
0: no I'm saying she's saying all this crazy stuff is happening at happy hour so you know cause no, that's listen. where you think your partner is you're like right?
3: oh I'm going with the co-workers for happy hour yeah Meanwhile,
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm definitely like mind blown. Like I have not, I did not expect all of this information. Mm. I did not expect this to be, and I'm sure we only scratched the surface, right?
1: Didn't, (laughs) didn't. <laughs> oh man, well, I love it. I mean,
0: yeah, we truly appreciate you coming. Oh, we're gonna have to this have you good. back. That'll be think fun. People want to know special and y- things, and
1: you're clearly passionate about yeah. it. Like this is your space.
0: She's having so much yeah. fun just talking about it. I love that. Yeah.
3: No, and it's good. I love educating about this because I think, like I said, it's so taboo, and it doesn't have to be. So, uh, so this is a serious note for me that I, I do want to end on because I know suicide for teenagers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is really big and especially when it comes to that sexual identity side mm-hmm. because a lot of teenagers don't have a safe place to talk about it mm-hmm. to express it mm-hmm. and so they end up feeling less than and it's, it's just something that we don't do enough of in this co- in this country mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. particular which is give safe spaces for especially the teenage when they trying to figure things out and what happens is all those things just continue they grow up and when they become adults they start making poor decisions Mm -hmm. and thinking that things are supposed to be a particular way that baggage comes into relationships Mm -hmm. and then Children are born into bare relationships, and they don't understand, and it's they don't know, and, and so the cycle continues, yep. and, and it is on my heart to just break that cycle and, again, educate people about sexual topics that they should have learned in health school, <laughs> yes. I mean, in health class, but yes. they to know yes. as an adult, because yes. I believe, you know, it's it's empowering
0: yes. and I, I, I want to I piggyback off that and say yes for all our parents out there or people who aspire to be parents to so definitely take this to heart. The sex therapist that we spoke to, Dr. Tiffany Davis-Henry, she mentioned um, similar that, you know, the earlier you talk to your children about sex, The better, because the younger they are, the more they pay attention and to you and believe everything that you you say instead um, of their friends. Instead of their friends, and so it's really important for you to reach out to them, you know, with age-appropriate things, Um, but definitely bringing this idea of you know the the wrong road that it can go down, you know, in terms of terms of harming. you know, a child harming themselves and things like that. That's super important. And a lot of people, like you said, especially in our community, we just, like, shun the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's super important to keep those.
3: Yeah, we, we ain't going to talk about anal sex.
0: Right. It hurt.
3: <laughs> Don't do that. Men ain't supposed to like that.
1: Breathe. breathe. Just breathe. you relax. been how the no body works. <laughs> you can't
3: play with a toy. You play with a toy, then your glitter is ain't going to work. What?
0: People think that. What? Yeah, people think that. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, I, well, we're going to come
1: back for part 2 and yes, all that madness yes. cuz the education is a thing.
2: <laughs> yes
1: Yeah, am confusing people. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you did that because it, uh, part of what this show all is all about, even though we joke and we talk junk adult type stuff. Yeah. It really is about helping to empower the adults who listen. So that the next generation that comes up mm-hmm. is more comfortable, more able to navigate this world yeah, that we we've created. right? are trying to break the generational and so, yeah.
0: all the different levels Every dimension. of our life, So, Yeah. And this is part of it.
1: Thank you so much, Joy. Thank you. You have been an important part in tonight's Sparking It Up.
0: Yes, spark it up. <laughs> spark it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking us out. Remember to follow us on Instagram at The Black Spark Podcast.
1: And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening.